Hi everyone and welcome to episode three of the Therapeutic Rainbow podcast. I'm very excited about our guest today and I wanted to kind of explain how I found Susanna and where our journey began. So I, um, as I've said before, have got twin girls and one of my daughters, Holly, had her tonsils and adenoids out back in February last year. And after she had them done, we kind of noticed that if anyone kind of came near her face, anyone, there was any loud noises, she became quite fearful. And while she's definitely the sensitive of the two of mine, um, it felt different. And I think as a parent, you kind of have this intuition that there was something more than I could do. And I tried lots of kind of techniques that I have at work and nothing kind of seemed to work she seemed to still be quite scared of things and in a way that I couldn't really control and it was almost like this fight flight and she was just petrified and I saw it the most when I took her for a standard optician's appointment she'd not been before but I thought well they need to go they need to get their eyes tested and she just completely froze in front of this lady and was petrified and tear three and I was like Holly but we've explained what's going on we do a lot of kind of narrative about what's going to happen before something new but she was just petrified and she watched her sister go for it and Anya was very like but Holly you see a balloon and it's really really lovely and she just wouldn't go anywhere near it and yet the minute we walked out of the shop she was perfectly fine so I thought well there must be something going on and something more than I can do and then through a colleague at work I was talking about this and she said you need to meet Susanna you need to take Holly to her and find out and then when I emailed Susanna and I found out exactly what she does which she'll explain in a minute and the fact it was through puppets which is my love in the play therapy world I felt that we were destined to meet and since Holly's had the treatment which Susanna will explain more about it I've got a very different little girl full of sparkles and laughter and we went to a fireworks display all Covid secure and she loved it whereas last year fireworks were a nightmare and so I can only thank Susanna from the bottom of my heart for changing Holly and yeah but in a way that I think as a parent I couldn't have done on my own. So welcome Susanna and thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for such a, an amazing introduction. It's an honour to be on your third podcast. It's so lovely that what you're doing. I'm really proud to be here. So do you want to explain a bit about what you do and everything so the audience can hear about that? Yeah, sure. So I'm Susanna and my business is Nurture and Shine. And Nurture and Shine has really been born out of the belief that through our own self-nurture of mind and body, we can shine at our brightest and be the best that we can be and the best version of ourselves. So I work with rapid transformational therapy, which is a hypnotherapy technique brought about by Marissa Peer, who's a world-renowned um, therapist. And she's developed that technique over a 30-year period of working with CBT, NLP, and, um, and talk therapy as well. So as well as the hypnotherapy techniques, you, you use all sorts of different um, mind techniques. Um, so I work with reflexology as well. Um, I'm a holistic therapist on 
many levels, um, massage, aromatherapy, uh, reflexology, and I try to bring the mind and body together through working with both of those two mediums. And um, I find that that really connects the, the healing from a mental and from a physical point of view. Uh, so Absolutely. I've always been, yeah, I've always been into holistic therapies, probably um, since I went traveling and left home at 18, I found my inner hippie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then in my 30s, um, no, actually in my 20s, I moved up to Oxfordshire and that's when I first trained as a reflexologist. Okay. So I really resonated with that. I was quite stressed at the time and I, um, I needed to to relax, but I didn't really know. I, I kind of stumbled across reflexology, but I found it so super powerful. It was really incredible and it really helped me. And then that led to me uh, training in massage techniques and aromatherapy. But it was really in my thirties when I found myself as a single mum that I had a big eye opener on the mind body side of things. So I was absolutely devastated to find myself as a single mother wasn't okay. expected it it wasn't in my plan at all and here I was it wasn't you know I came from a very normal family uh, whatever that is and I I was the only one that within my circle of friends that had found themselves in this situation so I felt really um, isolated I felt that I'd failed I felt um, I just was really stunned by the situation that I found myself in and I remember having a a pivotal moment when I was started to go down a negative spiral of thought and my health was deteriorating as well as you know not well and I thought to myself hey I, I've got a choice here I can either decide to be positive and get on with this absolutely or not yeah and and from that point on I then became absolutely fascinated with the mind and on this crusade which has uh, led to me then learning these techniques that I use today. Brilliant yeah so it definitely sounds like through your own journey which I think for many a therapist is why we become who we are and it definitely sounds like that's what changed it for you and I guess following on from that then I guess how's lockdown been for you and that kind of that change of pattern that change of work because how much mm. have you been able to do things or not the same way and yeah well this lockdown has been um, probably the biggest challenge and the summer lockdown we seem to kind of sail through I think we've been very fortunate um, as a family that we've got through um, as well as we have I've also, I was able to um, build my therapy space, the Nurture Nest um, yeah. during the lockdown one. Um, and, and this lockdown just feels like, it uh, feels like everything's getting a little bit closer. Um, yeah. The dangers are getting a little bit closer. It feels, feels like, yeah, the, the virus is, you know, we're all becoming a little bit more aware of somebody or, you know, it's touching us a little bit more. Uh, obviously we've got homeschooling, um, that's always a challenge. I think we've definitely been through uh, the humps of the homeschooling, but I think the teachers have done an amazing job of working Absolutely. out our schedule. Wow. Yeah, I'm really impressed with, um, with that. And actually, my son, who's 11 now, he's working through from nine till three and he's, he's doing really well. But on the flip side of that, I have actually witnessed um, lots of people 
um, in my work and personal life who have really struggled. And I think it's down to a lot of things, but the, the isolation, the disconnection, the lack of routine, all of these pillars that we really need in our lives to, to keep us sane or keep us functioning. Um, and without that, it, it leads to a lot of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Uh, so I have seen, I've witnessed a lot of that and I've, um, with lots of my clients have presented with anxiety in particular, as well as depression. Yeah. So I guess, what do you think is the kind of biggest tip that you can give the listeners about kind of controlling that mind and kind of working together and what we yeah, can do so with that really? The, well, the biggest tip, well, to be able to choose your thoughts, um, yeah. I I'm a massive advocate of that. It's be selective about what you fill your head with. Yeah. I think we can all um, we can all scroll through our phones or our feeds, and we can be filled. Or we can click on things which then lead to the next post that's yeah. put, put before us. It's all these algorithms, isn't it? And so that's just one example. But fill your feed with positivity. So if you're surrounding yourself and you're doing things which are igniting motivation and happiness, uh, reading books, listening to podcasts that um, somehow light something in you, then what we focus on, we get more of. So that is probably my number one tip. I mean, you can read a book that makes you happy. You can you can go and pick a flower in the garden and smell it. Well, probably not now. There's not many flowers around, but... <laughs> you know take in the sense of nature and um and just fill your senses with just little bits of happiness and where your thoughts go to you just you get more of it so that would probably be my biggest tip followed by self-care prioritizing yeah. yourself absolutely um i kind of struggled with which one to put first out of those two actually but um put your it's like when you're we're in an airplane isn't it put your own oxygen mask on first yeah because if we don't do that how can we be the best we can be for others and those who depend on us um I was just listening to your previous podcast and um it it mirrors what you were saying there you know we need to be it's not selfish to be self-caring yeah in fact it's selfless um, and we need to do that. We need to have a basket out on our own, go for a run, like you were saying, or, you know, for me, it's um, a little bit of meditation and a run. Um, do something that makes you feel good. Yeah. And how have you found that your kind of family and friends and your little boy kind of have been OK with that? Because I guess going back to the podcast last week of mum guilt and actually finding the way to say to people, actually it's okay to do that and I guess it's thinking about what you found really work to actually say no I need that time yeah well I think um, my technique is to be really clear about what I need so yeah. I communicate to my family and say I need to um, I'm going to be going for a run on Monday Wednesday Friday and um, I'm and then I'm going to be taking the dogs for a walk at this time and so yeah everybody else can then say what they want and we can work through it together so that we have a, a kind of a routine that works for everybody. So I'm still, I'm not denying myself what I need, yeah. but I'm also being fair about how I'm um, positioning that with the family, I suppose. 
yeah so I guess it's going back to that kind of managing of time and boundaries and kind of outlying I guess what you need and then working out together how you can make that work as a family yeah yeah yes absolutely um yeah and communication is key communication isn't always the easiest thing to do depending on you know how everyone's feeling in the house yeah absolutely <laughs> we try and make the time <laughs> so yeah and the other thing that i think is really important is the routine um so you know just starting your day well with a, a purpose and and setting some intention so uh, even if that's um you're making a commitment to yourself that you're going to get up half an hour earlier and, and doing a little online meditation or whatever it is, um, it's building in what you need and starting your day well, um, yeah, with intention and, and feeling like then you've achieved something at the end of the day. Yeah. So do you get up, like I know I get up an hour before everybody else to have that time because again it's for me and I have my tea and I sit there and I watch that trashy telly and it's that actually ah before the small children and now they've started to realize that and they appear a little bit earlier mummy I know you're downstairs <laughs> mummy needs her time <laughs> but I guess it's for you do you start the day the same every day or does that um, help pretty much yeah. um, it helps that I'm a, an early bird yeah. So I kind of I think of myself that I do the morning shift and I'm quite happy with that. So I wake up a bit earlier. I do my meditation. I sort the dog out uh, and take it for a while. Get the get the breakfast ready. You know, that's my part of the day so that yeah. I'm all done, ready to start my working day at whatever time. So um, fortunately, my husband is a night owl. So he does the nighttime shift and yeah. therefore it works, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so I definitely need that time in the morning um, and I'm quite happy doing jobs, but it's just, I'm just doing it, pottering around on my own. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I guess thinking about kind of mental health in general and kind of what people can do to help that, you talked about that kind of self-care and the time and stuff. Is there anything that you've really found within the work and within your training that actually anybody can pick up? Because obviously, we're going to have hopefully a range of listeners to the podcast and actually it's finding out links or things that they could follow that you've really found that have helped and kind of spreading that kind of mental health awareness. Yeah, I think it's really important to stay connected. So to talk to people, um, I think that's really important. I think on my Instagram, I've putting a few tips on on how to self-care and how to look after yourself how to deal with particular things such as anxiety breathing works really um really really good i think there's loads of resources online um i think if you're um looking for a particular breathing technique for anxiety for example you can look that up on youtube yeah you can do the same for um, eventbrite i've got some amazing free meditation okay and, brilliant yeah um i'm doing one at the moment with as we live and breathe and it's half an hour at 7am and and that works really well for me but yeah. there's different ones at different times um and i think yeah it's just just meet that friend um you are allowed to meet one friend outside so take advantage of it don't don't be on your own i yeah. think that would be my biggest um biggest yeah, recommendation to to make sure that you connect with people because we're supposed to be in a tribe whatever yeah. that tribe is and I think um 
you know the kids aren't necessarily in the same tribe as the, at the moment they're not with their school friends we're not going into an office type environment and being in a tribe um, as adults and we're not even seeing our friends and family like we normally would so yeah. it's so important to just keep those connections um alive and that's we're, we're meant to be that as as humans connected Absolutely. and yeah and obviously thinking about kind of the parents that are listening and the kind of self-care that they can do with children is there things that you found that have really helped that you've done with your son or anything that you can kind of really recommend that might help I know I mean mm. is most of your work with adults or do you kind of have that so it's a mix um adults um I work with a lot of adults with a lot of and when we go back to what has become a limiting belief or a learned behavior from the past so we use the hypnotherapy to find out what has um what has caused them to behave in certain ways as they get older and understand that and then we set it free with children it's delightful because they are um always in this alpha brain state which means that they're so receptive to suggestion yeah so we can just create a really magic world for children really quite easily especially under the age of seven um it's it's wonderful what we can do which is why it was so lovely working with holly and her um and just creating some magic to get take her out of that fear yeah. mindset and giving her back the power so um with my own family gosh i think i it's more it's a bit more tricky isn't it um yeah, absolutely. But I, yeah i would probably say um just making sure that everybody's knows what they're doing on it on a particular day and what their yeah. little um, objectives are and what their goals are um and if it doesn't work out it's not the end of the world yeah um yeah i think just being trying to be kind yeah and i've talked a lot about things with parents about that kind of positive affirmation so if you can say one really nice thing before you go to bed or one really nice thing before you when you get up in the morning and it's again I guess it's that following on from as an adult setting an intention for the day finding a way that a child can do it in a really kind of playful magical way and I know that Holly now talks about her magic sparkles all the time and my dad had hypnotherapy for spider sphere and he go and she goes oh well, grandpa you must be filled with those magic sparkles and he said, okay whatever honey but actually it's kind of making it i guess playful with yeah, them absolutely yes for the children it has to be playful and it and it has to be um it's a story a story that they can relate to so for example with holly we used her favorite cartoon and we um we put her in the cartoon yeah um so she was like the starring role. So, and that's how the children's minds work. You know, they can relate to that. And um, and so that's why it's so lovely to see. So, and, you know, we, we worked with Holly over a period of time, but it was a 45 minute session, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, which was probably quite long for a five-year-old, but, you know, normally we do a two hour session with an adult. So it's amazing how um, receptive they, they are to, to storytelling. Oh, absolutely. And I have to admit, even as a therapist, I was like, is this working? Because she was wriggling and jiggling. And I was like, is she taking it in? But that moment when she sat on my lap and she looked at me and she was like, mummy, I'm not scared anymore. I was like, wow. And I guess as a 
as a therapist I see it more and it was more magical but to see it from your own child and perspective and that's it it was just that magic storytelling and yeah I put a link in the kind of podcast about kind of story cubes and kind of actually that magic storytelling that you can tell with children and kind of letting them in yes and children are just they're they're just so wonderful aren't they and and I, I think it's my mission really to be able to get rid of so as many self-limiting beliefs and and self-doubts that we pick up from childhood most of most of our fears and most of our um limitations are picked up in our childhood so if we can catch it um as a child which i mean fortunately you had the insight to do because you're so insightful about children and and you know you, you knew to take action but you know that's not um that's not necessarily normal yeah but if we can catch it when when they're just children then their future is just going to be so much more magnificent and if you think about all the I mean I think about all the things I brought with me from childhood it took me a really long time to work it out a really long time into my 40s to to understand you know why I am like I am why what why I thought the way I thought for all that time and then be able to let it go but you know if we can do it when they're children then it's just uh, just a gift absolutely so I guess it's taking away from this podcast that kind of letting it go, that kind of positive mindset, that kind of shifting those thoughts, but also as adults, knowing that, again, it's looking after yourself and kind of that's key and not feeling yeah. kind of selfish about it and what that yeah. might look like. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you really summed it up there. Um, it is exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, so um, as you might have heard on the podcast before, it's I ask at the end of every podcast, kind of, if you had that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, what would yours be filled with? So what would yours be filled with? I think this is a really good question. I love it. Um, I think it would be for everybody to know that they have their absolute unique power, unique power, yeah. that they can choose their thoughts and therefore how they want to be. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. We've all got those superpowers inside us. Absolutely, we all have. And and um, ev- I just want everybody to know it. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today and giving me your time and your space and everyone needs to follow and I'll put the link in to Nurture and Shine and get that positivity out there for everybody. So yeah, thank next so week much. we're going to be speaking to Emma Smith and she does kind of therapy and counselling all in the outdoors so I guess it really flows on nicely that actually being outside and that kind of positivity we can be out from being out nature so thank you very much for listening everybody and I look forward to speaking to you all next week take care for now bye